Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danka and Ryan Huang. It's time now for the bigger picture. And Ryan, this morning we're looking at China's factory gate prices for October. Now it showed that it dropped for the first time in nearly two years. What else are you watching out for? Yeah, a sign that consumer inflation is moderating, factory gate prices also moderating and in fact slowing down, all reflecting how domestic demand is faltering as a result of what's been playing out in the past few months and a year Plus, the COVID-19 curbs, a property slump, a global recession around the corner. So it's a lot to digest and maybe this is something that could be a warning sign for investors. Let's check in with Elizabeth Quick. She is the Investment Director of Asian Equities at Aberdeen. Morning, Elizabeth. How are you doing today? Morning. Thank you. I'm doing well. Hey, great to have you on the show. Let's talk about what's coming out from China in terms of numbers and we had a bit of disappointing data so far. If you look at the consumer price index numbers, the PPI, that was down for the first time in nearly two years and earlier this week, we also had export numbers disappointing, falling by 0.3% in October from a year ago and this missed expectations of a 4.3% increase. So by and large, numbers have been disappointing. What's your take on what's coming out from China in terms of the data? Yes, so as you mentioned, in the October inflation report, both the CPI and PPI showed signs of easing, suggesting broad-based softness in the pricing environment. So if you look at the breakdown, um, food prices rose modestly, especially pork prices, but you know, generally with other food items, um, prices have come down. Uh, in terms of energy prices, um, they reflect the latest trend in the global commodity prices as well. So I don't think that's too much of a surprise given the uh, macro environment that we're seeing, um, especially domestically with um, various COVID outbreaks and the government still pursuing their dynamic zero COVID policy. We think that you know this, this trend is likely to last um, until the current wave is over at least. But uh, having said that, you know, um, the PPI inflation, although it was negative on a year-on-year basis, sequentially it has, it has turned positive given the infrastructure push by the government. So uh, on that front, you know, there is some support from the government to um, support the economy and we expect that that will come through in, in, the, in the coming months as well. Yeah, Elizabeth, I'm just wondering how much of the bad news has already been priced in? Because recently we had unverified social media reports enough to trigger a bit of a rally. What's your take on what's coming up for China? Are we expecting a reopening soon? Yes, so there has been um, quite a lot of negative headlines in the past few months. Uh, and, you know, following the 20th uh, Party Congress in the last two weeks and with the new leadership team in place, I do expect that policy execution from here will be smoother, things will be better coordinated. And, you know, instead of a focus on, you know, being distracted by other things, that the leaders will be able to focus on the economy. And so in terms of a reopening, I do expect this to be gradual. Um, it is a large country and there are, you know, many considerations, including whether the local healthcare system, in particular in lower tier cities, is able to handle a potential surge in cases if they were to open too quickly. But we do expect the direction of travel to be towards a reopening. And you can see this through uh, what's been going on, um, the, the news flow, but also what's going on on the ground. Um, there are, you know, less stringent measures in place in some areas now. You don't need a negative PCR to travel between cities or provinces, which you did in the past. There's talk of reducing quarantine for inbound travelers. 
So in general, that is, you know, we're moving towards a reopening, but I expect that this will be rather more gradual um, over the coming months rather than a sudden uh, reopening overnight. Yeah, Elizabeth, it does sound like you've got the glass half full, a bit optimistic. Do you see any value going to the Chinese markets right now? Yes, well, I mean, if you look at how the Chinese indexes have performed year to date, I think you can see that valuation has really come down um, significantly over 30%. uh, And, you know, relative to the index's own historical average and even compared to other global indices, which have also fallen themselves, China is trading at um, very attractive prices. Um, The reason for my optimism or my glass hustle attitude is that when you look at what we're seeing on the ground in terms of fundamentals and earnings, things are not as bad as um, the headlines may suggest. Um, if you're selective in, in terms of the companies that you own, um, there's actually, there are actually pockets of very strong growth you know, in certain segments, in certain sectors, um, digital, uh, renewable energy, for instance. These guys are still growing and able to deliver earnings over 20%, 30% year on year. So I think it's all about being selective in terms of your positioning when, you, when it comes to China at the moment. Right, right. But Jane Elizabeth Quick, she is the Investment Director of Asian Equities for Aberdeen. And talking about what's happening in China is also the currency weakening in the past year is down around 13% against the US dollar. And with the Fed signaling for more rate hikes down the road, how much do you think that will support the dollar? And of course, where will that leave Asian currencies and markets? Yes, it has been a challenging time for the currency. Uh, I think um, when it comes to, you know, inflation risk, uh, monetary policy, unlike the rest of the world, China is an outlier in that they are facing very limited inflation pressure, unlike the rest of the world. So I think that's a positive when it comes to what PBOC can do in terms of monetary policy. They have ample room to be easing. And as you've seen over the past few months, the central bank has been cutting loan prime rates, lowering the medium term rate, lending facility loan rate as well to pump liquidity into the system. So I think that will support the domestic economy, the currency. And, you know, with a weaker currency, that will hopefully also be, you know, a positive in terms of attractiveness of exports to, to the rest of the world at a time when, you know, demand is, is not as strong as it, as it was in the past. All right. And just to wrap things up, Elizabeth, we've got the earnings season playing out. So far, a bit of a mixed bag, it seems. You've got many companies warning about recession around the corner, talking about holding back on spending, uh, but some optimism as well. Some companies beating on expectations. What's your takeaways from the latest commentary so far? Yes, so I would agree that it is, um, it's is—it's been a mix. Uh, I think generally companies with you know strong moats and you know very good business models, they have been adapting and doing very well despite all the volatility that we're seeing in the market. Um, cost pressure has come down, um, so that is a bit of a tailwind versus what we saw earlier in the year. So in terms of margin pressure, that is no longer as much of an issue as in the past. And in terms of guidance, companies that we own are generally able to maintain their four-year guidance. They haven't revised it down. Uh, so I think it really depends on the sector you look at. As I mentioned, you know, some sectors, they're still showing very strong growth. But uh, I think the key is to having to be selective during this time. All right. You have to be even more selective in these days. Uh, Michelle Elizabeth Quick, she is the Investment Director of Asian Equities at Aberdeen. Elizabeth, thanks for the time and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.